once again, Pitt falls in defeat to the University of Miami. It seems like every year, no matter how good Pitt looks, the superior athletes at Miami somehow come out victorious. We'll discuss that and more on this week's Hail to Pitt podcast. finishing it in these final 30 minutes. Well, you know, it happened in, it happened in West Virginia. We're knocked off number two. It happened in South Carolina, and it's happening in Pittsburgh today. Our guys had a lot of guts tonight. We're just going to keep getting better. I mean, it's just, that's what it is. One home game that you will never, ever forget. We shocked the world! Hail to Pitt. Hail to Pitt. This is the week of November 6th. 2021 and this is the hail to pit podcast i'm alan and i'm vince what do you want what do you want from me pit did a pit thing against miami they lost get off me leave me alone why are you here why are you bugging me vince why are you making me do this show this week i i mean we knew it all would happen but i didn't feel like it would happen but it happened and it's all over just right when it started. The most hope I've ever had pretty much as a Pitt fan. Totally gone in one week. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, Alan, I don't know if I want to do this show any more than you do. But uh, uh, it just uh, it's going to be hard to talk about, but I, we're going to get through it together. I guess we'll try. Uh, that was a rough one. The interceptions, the penalties... The terrible call in the fourth quarter when a safety was made but not granted to the Pitt Panthers. You know how it went down, and unfortunately, it results in Pitt really in a situation that that is completely different from last week. Uh, No longer the darling of the ACC, and more so, I'd say a joke, at least to Pitt fans who have followed this team and know how it goes whenever opportunity is presented to them. And it usually turns out this way, unfortunately. But we're going to break it all down with you, and we're going to get through it together like Vince said. At H2P Show on Twitter, if you want to interact on social media, hail the number two, pitpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email long form, we appreciate any feedback you give us on Panther Lair, Reddit, or wherever else you're talking pit and hailing to pit. We're brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. You can go to prettyeasypodcast.com right now to start your own podcast on any subject. Get all the help you would ever need podcasting, your own producer, all the help you need editing and posting your show to all the platforms at an affordable rate. We're talking about an extremely affordable rate. If you're an up-and-coming podcaster just getting into it and you think you need a little help, seriously, go to prettyeasypodcast.com. You're going to be able to get a rate It's going to totally be in your budget and help you get your show done. The one you have in your mind right now, you say, oh, yeah, I always thought I could do a podcast. They make your dreams come true. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com. And just like a Miami screen pass, they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Screen passes. panel. I don't know. I'm not upset about the screen passes or anything that Tyler Van Dyke did against Pitt. Knew the luck would run out for the secondary, Vince. 
Knew it. Even against a young guy like that, what I'm most disappointed in is the offensive line just totally showing up and doing what they've done this year to the worst degree. Penalties, and then not even protecting, and then not even run blocking. Just really poor performance on their part. I put the blame pretty much squarely on that unit. That's interesting. Uh, I I would I'm not going to put it solely on the offensive line, um, although they certainly did not play great. Uh, you know, penalties for sure. Uh, you know, those, the tackles Carter Warren, Gabe Hoy, they were getting beat. Uh, you know, r- rather handedly, I guess. Uh, too much by by the Miami speed rushers, for sure. Um. But at the same time, you know, Pitt did put up 34 points and, you know, Kenny Pickett did throw for 500 yards. Uh, So I'm not going to totally say it was all on the offensive line, Alan, Uh, but probably the most disappointing part for the offense to me is, you know, the fact that, you know, this was a... um, I believe it was a tie game or a one score game. Uh, I believe a tie game actually with, with just, uh, I believe with 20 minutes to go. I'm checking that right now. Yeah. Tied at 31, 20 minutes left. Uh, Miami did score, you know, on their next possession, but Pitt only being, being able to get a field goal the rest of the game. Uh, for an offense was, that was doing that well was rather disheartening, uh, specifically whenever they had that first and goal from the five and only ended up with a field goal there uh, whenever they were down seven, had a chance to tie the game. Uh, just, I don't know what to say, specifically those play calls, running a trick play, running a fade pass to a running back. I mean, you've been running rather successfully on this team. You have Kenny Pickett. Why are you doing these low percentage plays? I I just did not get it at all. As good as Mark Whipple's been this year, that play calling was really a head scratcher. I yeah, I understand why you're you'll look at that and say here's here's a an issue. But really, I'm telling you, look at this offensive line. They're they're they were the cause of this of this loss. Yeah. Situationally, okay. Kenny Pickett was put under pressure on big plays. Situationally, they they had horrible penalties. And of course, again, uh penalized for more yards. Uh, only one more penalty than Miami total, nine to eight, but still 107 to way 72 yards, yard, yeah. yardage wise, way more yards, the holding calls, um, and, and just not being disciplined and and forcing Kenny Pickett into throwing 55 times because this game was, you know, so close and really uh, – uh, uh, a comeback situation from the get-go because, I mean, Miami scored three straight times. And yeah. the offensive line early on just wasn't prepared. There was no running game. Yeah. There was no tone set uh, physically by the offensive yeah. line. Now, yeah. we see some play calls, uh, some you know issues with Kenny Pickett and receivers maybe not being on the same page. But 
really when it comes down to it up front, Pitt did not dominate. Pitt did not protect. <laughs> Pitt did not play well. Yeah. And that's why they lost. Yeah. yeah, gave up four sacks, eight tackles for loss. Um, yeah, the seven QB hurries, uh, which did result in, you know, a couple bad interceptions. Um, you know, there was, uh, coach kind of noted that there was some, you know, misreads or something, but, you know, pressure certainly had something to do with that. Uh, Alan, are, are you a little surprised that, you know, there were no substitutions made on the offensive line, given how bad they were doing? No, I'm not surprised because, I mean, I don't think they trust or are willing to go too deep into the into the depth chart. So, you know, seeing Gabe Poy being stuck out there the entire time, especially a guy who somehow won an ACC player, a lineman of the week just a couple weeks ago, even though he's in this game constantly making errors, constantly giving up, uh, you know, pressures onto Kenny Pickett, holding calls, they're going to be left in there. That's just who who is being trusted and who they're going to trust in a situation like this, especially when the game's close. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh, what's What surprised me was just the pass protection, how that kind of just fell apart, where you've even said the last few weeks, Vince, yeah, you know, maybe they don't run block as, as well, but they're getting better at that, and the pass pro has been great pretty damn good but in this game it wasn't good at all Kenny Pickett was under duress Kenny Pickett I mean I I I will of course fault him for throwing the picks ultimately but you know in a game where you were playing comeback the whole time and being kind of forced to throw he's running on almost every play or he's in in motion uh, and not being set, it, like it's just the offensive line was not good in this game. It's easy for me to pick apart who caused this loss. That unit played poorly. And, and the thing about it to me is, Alan, you know, he, he, yes, Miami's got a ton of talent, and and I don't think anybody would disagree with that. You know, despite their their four and four record, and you know they're going to have great defensive linemen there, uh, but. Clemson's got a great defensive line too. You know, they got a lot of talent there and Pitt handled them. Absolutely handled them. And then to come around one week later, uh, you can't tell me that, you know, Miami's D line is that much better than Clemson's. I mean, it just, these guys just didn't come to play on the offensive line. Simple as that. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you you're not going to tell me that guys like uh, Zach McLeod and, and and Gilbert Frierson are better than anyone on Clemson. But on this particular day, they came out ready, and that that young Miami defense. Give it up to them. They came out there ready to attack and make plays. They made plays. Then then yep. that's what that was the that was the difference. Pitts Pitts offense went out there and performed a little bit less than uh, what they were expected to. Miami's defense performed a little bit better than they were expected to. And then in terms of Pitt's defense and Miami's offense, I feel like that that situation was exactly as I w- was expecting. I expected Pitt's secondary to go out there and give up some plays because their luck was bound to run out in terms of their clean sheets 
not being called for anything, not giving up big plays. They did that. They gave up some big plays. Rambo went out there, played pretty damn well. And and give it up to the youngster, Tyler Van Dyke. He, he went out there and was fearless in throwing the ball downfield. Uh, but that that part of the game did not matter because what was supposed to be the difference was Pitt's offense was supposed to go out here and clean up on Miami's defense, score over 50 points and win the game. They yeah. didn't, and they lost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we both thought that, you know, Miami or, or Pitt was going to score in the 40s. And uh, and it just didn't it just didn't materialize. And you know if they, they had did, they would have won. They had opportunities to. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You know they they could have you know they could have tied tied the game at some point. And you know we talk about how you know Pitt's defense did not play great. Um, you know over you know on those quick screen passes to the outside, I believe it was over a hundred yards given up on those plays alone. Um, and and you could talk about you know, the bad officiating all you want. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff on, you know, how guys were getting, you know, illegally blocked downfield on those screen passes before the, uh, the ball was in the air. You know, you saw, you know, we talked about the safety. We talked about even on that same, even on that same drive, the play after the safety, there was a real good uh, picture I saw of, of Haba getting held in the end zone. Uh, which would have resulted in a safety there, but still, you got to be able to overcome that stuff. If you're that good of a team, you you'll be able to overcome all that stuff. Uh, the defense, you know, yeah, they not great after that first, but after that first quarter, they really settled down, and I thought they played fairly well. You know, they gave up those huge plays, gave up 21 points, you know, really quickly. But after that, you know, they 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 played good enough to win. Now, granted, they dig a, did uh, dig a pretty good hole there. Um, but, you know, Pitt's offense, just not enough to get them back in the game. And, and you got to feel that um, it, if they did get the lead at some point late in that game, I felt like the offense would have been able to, you know, get the, the, the key plays, the key first downs, the key runs. Uh, to to run out the clock there, but they just couldn't do it. They just couldn't get back yeah. into it. Yeah, the, the the fact of the matter is is Pitt is the better team. They were the better team, but circumstances and just a couple of splash plays and 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 that's how football goes. Going going on to that missed safety call, that was crucial and it's heartbreaking. And I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> I'll be honest because that. If that's called properly, it was an obvious safety, but the way the game goes, if it, how it's initially called, and, and and then, of course, you go by the whatever camera caught it at that time, they couldn't officially call it a safety. But it's BS. That was a safety. If it's a safety, I think we all know, and any Miami fan will tell you if they're honest, Pitt was going to win that game. But that's just yep. not how it shook out. And that's why you you go to the point that it, you have to overcome, if you're the better team, circumstances like that. Uh, you know, whenever something happens like that, you need to be able to win still. But the game was too close for Pitt to overcome a big missed call like that, and they lost. So I don't know who to blame. I, I'm going to direct my disappointment in – inward at the pit offensive line at some of the missed opportunities Pitt had in this game rather than the referees, but the referees did 
make no mistake about it, blow that effing safety call. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't just that. I mean, there were, you know, there were some personal fouls, some roughing the passers. I mean, I mean, it was just. Oh, yeah. this thing was like in the first half was pretty much a brawl. It it was turning into a dirty, uh, a near ugly game with what was going on extracurricular. It settled down, but then just missed call after missed call too on both sides, and then it felt like makeup calls, too, were being made. It was just not a pleasant game. No, it, it was it was, it was difficult to watch, uh, very difficult to watch. But, you know, you, you can't just uh, you, you can't just throw up your hands and say, you know, that's that's the end of the season. There's still a lot to play for. That's true. And moving on from the Miami game, 38-34, Pitt loses. And they fall to six and two overall, first ACC loss, but still alive in the hunt for an ACC championship. What does an ACC championship mean in 2021? Probably not much more than well. I I don't know about that. I, I, it, it's it's still you know a, a, ch- a chance at a New Year's Six bowl uh, is what that'll get you, uh, which is you know an excellent showcase, an excellent opportunity that if you win that game. You know, and specifically depending on the opponent, that's 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 great for the program. Uh, you know, to win a conference championship. When's the last time you know that happened? Uh, you know, this is you know, Pitt still has an opportunity to do stuff uh, that hasn't done in, in a long time, or rarely does. Um, it, and that's you know, you you look at this and you say, if before the season I told you that Pitt was going to be six and two eight games into the season, and they were going to cl- control their own destiny in the ACC Coastal Division. You know, I bet, you know, you know the majority of people probably would have signed up for that. Uh, I would have. Yeah, but the way... Because I did not way, expect this. Yeah, but the way things have, have fallen, it, it's just a little uh, disappointing. And if, you know, if you if you keep changing your expectations every week, eventually you're going to be disappointed. Uh, That's true. And, and the the biggest thing for me that I really w- wanted to see uh, was uh, uh, to win this game, to see these college football playoff rankings come out, which, which Pitt is ranked, by the way. Uh, so that that's I think that's an excellent thing in the program, and they have a chance to move up in those. They're obviously not going to get into the top four now, but uh, they could still finish very well depending on how they do these last four games. But uh, if they would only had one loss at this point to see where they would have been ranked, to be able to map out what needed to happen in order to get into that, uh, to be in the conversation or to be in the conversation. And, you know, there was a huge article on ESPN.com this past week that laid out how Pitt is actually a really good team, you know, based on all this, uh, computer nonsense, and how you know they were ranked, you know, with the sixth best team, and how they, you know, if you know, if they probably needed uh, several things to happen, but if they, you know, won out the rest of the way and finished with one loss, there was a very good chance they were going to make the playoff, and that was so much fun to talk about. It would have been really fun this week to actually see it on paper, uh, but it's not happening, unfortunately. So they gotta, they, they gotta pick it up. And they gotta they gotta put that loss behind them. They gotta come out snorting this week. Duke, of course, up next. I'll say this after the loss. 
I mean, poor performance and what we've seen up and down now this year, I think Pitt might be this might be bold, Vince. Tell me if I'm wrong. Pitt on their on the best Pitt day there could possibly be for this team in this season. I think they could beat any team in college football except Alabama. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right on that. I mean, on the best know. on the best day, Kenny Pickett firing on all cylinders, offensive line not making a bunch of boneheaded mistakes, and the defensive line attacking quarterbacks the way they can, and the secondary not getting penalized all game. Pitt can, I think, beat any team except the Alabama Crimson Tide. That's including the Georgia Bulldogs, who have the best defense in all of college football, but haven't, I don't think, have, have, have they haven't faced a quarterback like Kenny Pickett. No, the they, they, they have not. Hardened. They have not. And that, that would have been a, that would have been a very intriguing matchup had that happened. I'm not saying Pitt would have won the game. But I think they could have. They had the they had the potential to make things interesting. Um, think Georgia could lose two more games and we'll get them in the Fiesta Bowl or something, or a non, <laughs> or one of the whatever the non playoff bowl games are. I I I don't think so. <laughs> but but uh, yeah yeah. I mean it would it would have been it would have been nice to see something like that. May, may, who know who knows? Uh, but. Um, on to, to this week's matchup, Alan, uh, Pitt taking on Duke in Durham, North Carolina and, uh, Duke, not good, uh, this season at all coming in with a a three and five record. They actually started out three and one, but, uh, since ACC play have started, they have lost four straight uh, ACC games, uh, the last two or three out of these four, and especially the last two, very embarrassing. Uh, they lost, uh, 45 to seven against Wake Forest, 48 to nothing against Virginia. Uh, a few weeks ago before that, they lost 38 to seven to North Carolina. This team has been getting blasted. <laughs> it just, all the, all those games were on the road, but they are just getting destroyed against teams. Uh, specifically tremendous passing offenses, which Pitt does have. Uh, so you got to think, you know, it, Alan, I know you love talking about get right games. Uh, this game is coming at the right time. Oh, this is a Haba game. If I, if there ever was one, I mean, getting after this Holmberg this week at the quarterback uh, and, and Kenny Pickett padding those Heisman stats although he's probably out of the running cuz with two losses at quarterback I don't I, you have to do something crazy to be invited to New York now Kenny I don't know like throw 800 yards on Duke eight touchdowns and then do that the rest of every game I don't know I don't know how he would <laughs> get invited uh but offensively Pitt is just so superior to to this Duke defense um, I am just – I'm not even looking out for – I don't even care really much about Pitt winning. I know they'll win. They are by far the better team, and it's not even close. But can they go out there and just win this game and, and like Wake Forest did? Just go out there and pound on this team. Not be stupid offensively on the offensive line. Don't get caught for holding constantly and just go and win convincingly. 
because that's what you need to do after a loss against Miami. I don't know. Yeah. If, I hope I, – I don't think anyone in the locker room thought, oh, we'll beat this Miami team. We're better than them. Miami went there. there it was a legitimate test, and Pitt failed it. Barely. They barely failed it. They, they could have won it. They were in it, but they failed it ultimately. Against Duke, not only do you have to win, but convincingly to get to just get right within the ACC circles. Stop thinking about playoff. Stop thinking about anything else nationally, Heisman, whatever. That's all gone. It's back to just living in the ACC bubble and getting getting the job done because Pitt still is on a path where they can maybe collide with Wake Forest in the ACC title game. Yeah, I mean, the goal of winning a conference championship is still there. Uh, And if you look at the if you look at the standings uh, and you look at Miami's remaining schedule, uh, there's they have a fair chance uh, to to win out. I mean, they they are they are a four and four team, but they're playing very well right now. Uh, So, you know, if, if they do win out, Pitt would have to win out. In order to uh, in order to make it to Charlotte, and you know it's going to start with this game against Duke here, uh, and and they got to just take a game by a game. They you know, they got to win every single one of these games in order to make it. I think, and yeah, you know, this Duke is, is is a good place to start. Uh, Alan, they they have. Uh, I will say, I think the defense really needs to come out and prove that they are uh, that they are uh, you know recovered from that from that beating against Miami, um, it, because they just uh, it, they they just got they got pushed around, and if you look at Duke, uh, you know, they do have a good running back in Mateo Durant, and uh, you know, they've shown the ability. They got an accurate uh, quarterback, Gunnar Holmberg. Uh, he's been pretty accurate on the season, so I imagine that that could give uh, Pitt some uh, some trouble. Uh, you know, those guys in combination there, so they're going to have to have to be ready for that. But at the same time, you know, you look at it, and it's like how good could they possibly be? I mean, they're they're getting just absolutely destroyed against the competition that they've gone up against, and and the you know the offense. I mean, everybody's been able to score on this team. So, you know, the offensive line, they got to come out ready to play, shrug off that last game, just go out and start pushing people around. Yeah, this is a a game where I think having Kenny Pickett at quarterback will be huge, you know, huge and very beneficial because the short-term memory uh, aspect of the game, he ha- he does that very well. So I think Kenny will forget the Miami loss quickly and bounce back and, perform well against Duke, um, but watching everyone else will be interesting. Pitt will win. But, yeah, just it, will it be close is the question. If it's close, that's an embarrassment. That'll be worse than the Western yeah. Michigan loss. Um, and the thing about this, Vince, too, is I'm looking at the schedule and my preseason prediction pad here. Uh, so now the rest of the way, I did have Pitt winning the rest of these games, I believe. So winning out and getting to an ACC title game it, even in, according to my preseason prediction, seems feasible. And that's been adjusted for how impressive Pitt has been. So I'm liking our chances still at talking about an ACC championship game, although that game probably won't be a play in at any sort of playoff. 
Oh, well, it could be for Wake Forest <laughs> if, if they're the ones that are there and if they, you know, they continue to, to win the rest of their games. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little bit at the end of the show. Unless Tim uh, Duncan suits up to play football for them, the committee will never vote, even for an undefeated Wake Forest team into the playoffs. I don't see it happening. I, uh, well, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see about that. Um uh, I, I, I still think they have a good shot. They are, they are, they are the real team in control of the ACC and their destiny. Uh, they still have NCC, NC state ahead of them though. Correct. They got NC state. They got Clemson. Clemson. They got, yeah. they got all their, uh, toughest games out of them. They got Pitt, hopefully. And, and, and hopefully Pitt, although Pitt, so Pitt, Technically, the easiest route to the ACC championship game. Where we're I right wouldn't now. say that because they they still have to win the they still have to win all these games. They got they got a bugaboo in North Carolina. Uh, they got Virginia, who is just scoring at a, at a tremendous rate, uh, but can't stop anybody. And then uh, a, a pesky Syracuse team, Allen, who uh, looks like that they're going to have a good shot at being bowl eligible this year. Uh, who's who's been sneaking up on some teams? Uh, that and that game on the road, last game of the season, that may not be easy either. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see where things stand in a few weeks. Um, I, I think we'll we'll have a good idea. Uh, you know, in about ten days' time or so after that North Carolina game, we'll kind of know where you know if Pitt's going to do this or not. Okay, then. So you won't concede Pitt has the easiest route to the ACC title game to me then, but you can at least tell me this week that this week is Pitt's easiest game the rest of the season. Yes, absolutely. Then, then there you have it. D- Duke should be a chip shot for the Panthers. And, you know, we didn't really call Western Michigan a chip shot this is more so a chip shot, and especially with a team that's been hard and battle tested, embarrassed, disappointed. Yeah. I mean, really, there's no excuses the rest of the way for the Pitt Panthers. No, there, there, there's not. Um, you know, you've well, well. First of all, I'll say this is you know, and you look in at Pat Narduzzi's career uh, here, his teams have never quit on him. Uh, usually after a loss, they come out really fired up. We talked about it earlier this year, Alan, where they could have rolled over after that Western Michigan game. No, but they didn't. Uh, they come out and, and they, you know, they went on a nice winning streak. Uh, they're going to have to do the same thing here. And it, this team, they, they still have, they still have a lot to play for. They, they still do. Um, you know, it, it's they have all of it to play for yeah. pretty much. So they 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 just have to get through this week of a lesser opponent, I guess, and this will be another test of Pat Narduzzi and how he coaches and uh, prevents players from quitting on him, like Vince said. And I think we should all be pretty confident in that because he ha- does have a good track record of preventing that. So we'll see where Pat takes it. Um, but the loss to Miami kills any hopes of an unbelievable thrust forward for the pit program, but still, as Vince put it earlier in the show, an, an unprecedented opportunity still ahead for the Panthers conference championship and really a way more feasible conference championship than 
even a few years ago in a year where they actually made it to the title game, Vince, where they had yeah. no chance of winning that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, let's look at it this way. I mean, this uh, Pitt is only one yet. Yeah. Uh, hasn't won 10 regular season games since 1981. That's that's 40 years ago. Pitt has only won nine regular season games once in the, in that uh, time period. So you know, th- and they have an opportunity to do to do both those things and, and set some high water marks here um, in you know a season where I didn't see a whole lot of people predicting. You know, a ten and two, eleven and one season. Even though we all wanted to, <laughs> nobody was really willing to do that. Not me. Um, yeah, yeah. They've been a they've been a fun team to watch. Frustrating at times for sure. Um, but it, you know, it's a. I th- I think uh, you know, assuming they go out and take care of business this week, uh, get ready for that for that big North Carolina game. You know, if, if they can get past that, I think everybody's attitude is going to feel a whole lot. A whole lot different. Even next week at this time, I think everybody's attitude is going to feel a whole lot different. You know, it, win, winning can cure a lot, uh, specifically for an attitude. Um, yeah, I saw I saw people uh, talking this week saying that they need to fire the coach, and you know, this is just, you know, I mean, I I, I don't know. Yeah, was was it a you know was it a, a bad loss? Sure, but you know, um, it, it, if that was. You know that Miami team was a, a preseason top fifteen team, a, a Miami team that has a ton of talent. If you go by recruiting rankings, if you believe those, they have way more talent than what Pitt has for sure. Uh, it, it, I mean, they hadn't done great this season, but now it all of a sudden seems like they're catching lightning in a bottle. Yeah, that it's it's kind of exciting. I'll even say I'm not as as a Pitt fan who you know openly roots against Miami. I mean, seeing from as an outsider's perspective, looking at what a guy like Tyler Van Dyke comes in and does for those just those few games, like the future for him at Miami, like they could have a huge huge uh, ordeal going on down there with that quarterback and and what they put around him. Like that guy went out there and was fearless. That was very impressive. I really, really, really came away from that game respecting uh, the U's new quarterback, at least, at the very least. Whether Manny Diaz sticks around to coach him is another thing. And coming out of that game, I know that there's been buzz around maybe a switch in the program there, but when you have a young quarterback like they have and and the building blocks around him already in place, like changing things, like uh, maybe their best – their best bet would be to stick the course and see where it turns out, especially in a, you know, conference that changes all the time, like the ACC. Yeah, Alan, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they've recruited extremely well. And, you know, if you have a really good quarterback to go along with that, you know, they, yeah, they, they could certainly be a force to be reckoned with. It probably wouldn't, it's not going to really affect Pitt because they're going to struggle with them anyway. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, for the rest of the coastal, that spells bad news. I'm just kind of jealous because it's like they almost have a Kenny Pickett situation, but at the very beginning, 
and we're ending our Kenny Pickett situation. Well, I don't. Well, I, I got a lot of thoughts on that, uh, but I'll, I'm going to save them for a later time. I'm not. I don't. Not looking at this as bleak as everybody else. But that 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 Van Dyke. If you looked at him, he. I think he's been playing football a lot longer than Kenny Pickett has, just just by his 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 you know, <laughs> face. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are you accusing him of being like a Danny El Monte lying about his age? <laughs> he he looks pretty old. That's all I'm going to say. Well, he he probably enjoyed some cold ones, or maybe oh some yeah, war, maybe some warm ones because he's so old and grizzled after that <laughs> loss. But uh, he, he he earned it. He played well. Pitt lost and. You know, after a loss like that, it's tough to go online and read what people say because it does, it does t- trend towards the super negative and bleak. But we'll we'll just take a quick dip and and get out real quick as we hit the pitternet. Can you explain what internet is? I hear there's rumors on the uh, internets, and to all those faceless keyboard warriors on Twitter. But we're a good darn football team. I'm proud of these guys. At into pit on Twitter, Vince said, hashtag pit lost. But that non-safety call will go down in history as the worst I've ever seen in college football. I mean, that's that's total hyperbole. There's been some terrible calls in the history of college football. This was one of the worst against our team, I'll say, in recent memory. But, I mean, still, it's so hard to get mad at just the safety when other things in the game went wrong for Pitt and were caused by themselves. Yeah, there there were probably other I think there were probably other penalties that are more, you know, uh, worthy of getting upset about. Uh, this was just uh, just happened to be at a terrible time <laughs> in the game. And it was, it was very difficult to see given the uh, given the camera angles of available, uh, Alan, I wish I had saved this. I did see somebody on Panther Lair say this. I'm not going to take credit for it, um, but they were talking about how if this game was on ESPN and not ACC Network, so in other words, a network that you could respect and trust, uh, there would have been more camera angles available, probably like a sky cam or something that would have a lot better view of this. That is heartbreaking. Because we've been talking about Pitt on respectable cable channels the last few weeks, and then they play on the Ranky Dink ACC network, and this happens. Coincidence? I don't know. You may you be the judge. Uh, it it just it's stupid though to think that it depends what channel your team's playing on to get a fair game called in college football. Yeah, with all the technology that's available, especially with Miami, who was using extra illegal technology in this game, you'd think that, you know, that that kind of stuff wouldn't be a problem. But, but apparently it is. You know, add into Pitt, I appreciate the sentiment. I won't agree the worst call ever in college football, but the fact that we can't get consistent calls in college football these days is a joke. Pitt not getting that safety, a joke, but... The game being as close as it was, also a joke. So, horrible Saturday. Let's move on. Let's leave the fake world of of online in the pitternet, even though it's entertaining. 
And let's get back into the real world. Are, is there any optimism around town anymore, Vince? Because I'm out here in Firenze, in Florence, Italy, and really there's no buzz. It's not even the home of Haba. All, all people here are talking about is All Saints Day and how blessed we are to be rid of Halloween and the scourge of Americans uh, getting drunk and dressing up and being spooky. That's all I hear about here. So uh, no one's talking pit over here. Uh, uh, p- people are talking about it, and and I'd say the vast majority of people are are just yeah they're they're very disappointed. But at the same time, they it was like they were they were kind of hoping for disappointment just so they could be <laughs> so like, see, I told you, I told you they were going to lose. Uh, that's that's kind of the feeling I got, which is which is pretty disheartening. Uh, and it, cho- it shows that those those people aren't aren't real fans, uh, if, if you ask me. It's just hoping for the worst, oftentimes. But then every now and then you run into an Italian who says Dan Marino, Italiano. <laughs> That's a good feeling. And every now and then you run into someone around town who says something that makes you feel okay. Maybe they did this week. I don't know. Another Saturday coming, and the Panthers are playing. Time to find out what the answers are saying. Man, that game was just disappointing. I mean, it was almost as bad as when Hills had no shovels in 1993. Yeah, that line for popcorn was real long because nobody had power then. You think Pickett will still win a Heisman? Nah, they'll probably just give it over to some running back from down south or you know maybe like a Notre Dame quarterback. Hail to Pitt. What the answers are saying. That's what the Yinzers are saying. Uh, uh, just a, a, a really big letdown uh, this past week, um, where, where it really looked Pitt like Pitt was going to making legit national news, uh, but it's just not happening. Uh, but as we said, you know, they're still they're, they still have uh, have a chance to climb back up in there. Uh, Allen, uh, not a tremendous slate of college football games. Uh, around the country this week, but I do want to talk to you about these rankings that uh, these playoff rankings that just came out a few hours ago. Oh, college football! Don't you dare think you're going to keep keep Pitt out of the top twenty-five because we made it finally, Vince. Is this our first appearance in a college football playoff ranking? I, I don't know. Uh, I know during Narduzzi's first season, I believe they were six and one at one point, and they may have been ranked in those. I don't. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it, another thing I, I've had to tell people this week that these I've been trying to tell people that the real rankings don't come out until the beginning of November, and then they just sound so confused. Uh, because they they open the paper every day and they and they see what the rankings are. But I tell them yeah. that those ones don't count, uh, and that you know these ones do. And I I just know I'm going to be, uh, you know, I had to hear about how Penn State was ranked and Pitt was not in in some poll uh, this past week. But but in the real that rankings team, here, that yeah. team you mean <laughs> that plays over by the sheets that I always stop at on the way to my dad's. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh. They're ranked. I can't even believe it. Well, but not in the one rankings that count. Oh, you know the, this this week. You know the, the the rankings are out, and we can sink our teeth into those. Um, what Wake Forest has the highest ACC ranking 
Michigan yeah. State is on schedule to get into the playoff. Highly doubt that happens. The Big 12, totally absent. Um, you know, it's just a, it's one of the more bizarre first weeks of college football playoff rankings, I think, that we've gotten just in terms of what preseason was telling us and also what the what we've seen from the eye test. Like, I still don't believe Michigan State is quality enough. And even with Oregon's, you know, pretty quality wins they've had, I don't think they ultimately belong there, but they might, they probably will end up getting there. Uh, b- by the way, things seem to be shaken out. Well, well, all right. Well, who who would your top four be right now? Uh, so if I'm if it's my personal rankings, I got uh, Georgia one. I'm gonna go with uh, let's say Alabama two. I'm gonna put. I would put Cincinnati three because I respect them. And I like Ritter. And then I'm going to probably put, oh, man, it's tough. But I think my uh, my number four would probably be, uh, at the end of it, Auburn. And I don't care for Auburn. But I'd put him there. Wow. A 6-2 and two Auburn team. A 6-2 and two Auburn team grizzled and on the come up though i think by three four weeks from now they will be one of the best teams in college football well uh, they could really you know they could really mess all this up you know i mean sir uh, that's that's the thing about this you know alabama being ranked number two you know when they play georgia say they lose to georgia um, how far will they fall? Will they fall out of the top four with two losses? I mean, I mean, no team's made it with two losses. Um, if, if, if now if Auburn would beat them, then you know, certainly they got to be out of it for sure. Um, but it, I don't, I don't, I don't see Auburn climbing that high. I really don't. Me neither, but they have an opportunity to really, you know, makes a huge one of the biggest splashes in all of these rankings because they have the opportunity to play Alabama still. Um, but the the schedule they've played is stupid. They had to go all the way to crappy Valley. You know, that this that that's it, it's crazy this college football, how it's set up. And some teams are playing just way tough, way tougher schedules than other teams like Michigan state at eight. No sitting pretty at three congrats them for beating Michigan. But where on this schedule, do you see they went and they won a game that, wow, what an impressive victory. Well, they, well, they did beat that Miami team, uh, the pit lost to, however, that was, a that wasn't a Tyler Van Dyke. It wasn't Tyler Van Dyke. (laughs) Yeah. That was way early in the season. Um, Same thing could be said for Alabama. <laughs> yeah, and and you know last week's win against Michigan for sure impressive, way higher scoring than I w- was even thinking that game too. But uh, it's just I don't know. There's just there's just something about the Big Ten this year that doesn't scream elite to me. The SEC doesn't even seem as elite as normal, uh, but. It's it's interesting to see like if Wake Forest ends up going undefeated 
and getting into the into the tournament, if you will. The cool thing about it is they'll be totally unknown to all the teams that they're playing in that in that four team tournament. Like they <laughs> nobody hardly will them. have any hardly will have any common opponents, right? Like they'll be totally an outsider if they can well, pull that off. Well, that's the thing about Wake Forest to me. I mean, it, it, how they have to make it if they're if they are undefeated at a thirteen and zero record, they absolutely have to make it. How can you leave out a Power Five team that that ran the table? That that makes that's those. I mean, everybody talking about Cincinnati and how you know they need to make it if they're undefeated. I'll tell you something right now. If Cincinnati was unranked to start the season, unranked, where do you think they would be ranked? I think you know maybe barely in the top ten. I don't think that maybe yeah they would they wouldn't be higher than Wake Forest. I'll tell you that right now, they would not be higher than Wake Forest. Uh, And that that's that's the shame of all this is because the the still you think this committee that is supposed to be very you know, unbiased uh, and not pay attention to these other rankings still looks like they're, you know, th- that they're using a lot of preseason predictions to to, to make some of these. Uh, in the case of Cincinnati, I mean, yeah, they won at Notre Dame, but I don't think that's really anything you know, super special. Uh, do you? No, no, not, not and not as spe- and not as special as what we've seen Oregon do. Like Oregon not being ahead, I mean, obviously they have the loss, uh, the blemish to Stanford, but the win at Ohio State, like it's Michigan State, Michigan, they're probably going to lose to Ohio State, right? They're 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 these teams are going to probably not be uh, winning the Big Ten even, and they and they are. Being granted all this prestige already early, but of course, this is also they do this also to get the conversation going, to get ratings, and oh, get sure. drum up yeah. interest. Um, but when it's all said and done, just seeing these teams, and I've watched at least, I think of the top ten, most at least a game or two of most of these teams. Um, in, in terms of the impressive top to bottom teams, um, it, it feels more wide open than most years. So I'll give it that. It's tough to say if you want to put Michigan at three right now, right, right, go ahead. But no way in hell I'm betting on that to last. It, well, I mean, they do have, you know, they got Ohio State coming up. Um, that's that's going to be tell. That's going to tell the story most likely. You know, can they win that game? You know, if, if they do, then you know they got a they got a clear path. You know, if they lose that game, you know, even if they would finish, you know. 12 and or 11 and one, you know, I, I don't see how you can, uh, I, I don't see how they'll end up getting put in at that record. Uh, just, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe because they won in dramatic fashion the, this past week, everybody's saying they're so great. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're a good team for sure. They're a top 10 team. Don't, don't get me wrong, but uh, it, it, it just seems like whenever it's all said and done, you know, unless they beat Ohio state, there's no way they're going to make it. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 whole situation always just irks me. Whenever it's this time of year and the Big Ten is mentioned, it's just 
Never feels right, but here we like, are once like, again, as always. Like Mich- Michigan at seven. I mean, would would they would they beat Oklahoma State or Baylor or, or Texas A and M? You know, I, probably not. <laughs> I don't think so. No, and also we have oh, speaking of the Big Twelve, though. Uh, saying Baylor there, I uh, saw Dave Aranda really giving it up to Gary Patterson and TCU. Him leaving there, that's crazy. And that just yeah. totally, I think, is the, the final nail in the coffin of the Big 12 right there. Patterson hey, I'm, leaving you. Well, it's all over. Yeah. <laughs> he was the linchpin holding everything together. I mean, <laughs> um, any semblance of what the Big 12 was and will be, I mean, it's over there. Uh, I mean, it, it's that that is just going to be so interesting to see what happens for the future of all those teams. And don't forget, let's also mention the most interesting game of the week, Liberty and Ole Miss, Vince. Yeah, yeah, this is one I got circled. (laughs) Yeah, I expect somebody to try to run up the score on somebody. I, 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 I mean, this in terms of like huge college football playoff implication games, in terms of big top teams facing each other, not a lot going on this week, but like. When you have AM and Auburn playing against each other, you have uh, a former cheater facing a current probable cheater in Lane Kiffin versus Hugh Freeze. Like this is this is a really exciting college football weekend for me. I'm super jazzed <laughs> for this. And then of course Wake Forest and UNC, you have the preseason favorite against the team that now out of nowhere is holding court in the ACC. I in a totally, non-conference game, I might add. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, is that does it count as non-conference? Wake yep, it's North a non-conference. Carolina? So this is no, <laughs> no bearing on ACC records. This game, right? Right. I don't understand. This is how the that kind works. of college. Explain football. that again. Well, they're just they're just they you know now the fact that there's 14 teams and they in the ACC and they can't play each other every year because they're in different divisions. So they said in years that we're not gonna. We're not scheduled to play in conference. We're going to play each other anyway, which I can respect uh, because they're trying to keep a, a good rivalry alive. Um, but is this the kind of college football weekend that you feel like you're going to need to just take a shower after it's over? Because there's just so much, <laughs> so many slime ball games going on. There's slime ball games. There's. Uh... Unfair games with the with the non ACC UNC Wake Forest game. Uh, there's yeah, and and then up and down. I mean, and I guarantee you this too. With everything going on, something weird out west will happen too. Like <laughs> Boise State Fresno State will be a bizarre ass game. Like just look out, San Diego State Hawaii. I don't know. One of those weird West Coast late night games is going to just knock your socks off, be crazy, have something memorable. This is one of those weekends, it feels like. Yeah, so we got San Diego State traveling to the island, take on Hawaii. Um, You got the big rivalry UTSA-UTEP game that kicks off at Um, (laughs) 10-15. Nevada at home to San Jose State, kicking off at 10 o'clock. USC going to Herm Edwards, 10.30 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, so you, you got you got your share of wild stuff that could happen there. And not to mention Cocho's final game against Alabama. 
Oh my God. What do you think the embrace is going to be like between him and Saban after the game? Shirtless. It'll be shirtless. <laughs> LSU beating Alabama. Coach O's taking a shirt off and chasing Nick Saban down. That's my prediction. I would be shocked if that happened. Could be the big shocker of the weekend, Vince. Uh, any predictions for the weekend? Maybe a pit score? Well, yeah, yeah. I guess we got to go. I think Pitt's going to, I think they're going to, you know, regroup uh, and they're going to come out and they're going to win this game. I'm going to say a score of, um, I'm going to say 50, 56 to 14. Man, I hope, I hope it's that much. I'm thinking more like 44 to 5. (laughs) <laughs> a safety late. <laughs> yeah, I think the safety pick got last week's going to go into Duke's favor this week. Okay. Izzy's going to trip up in the end zone, unfortunately. Early in the game, though, we'll be all right. All right. All right. I could, I could see that. So there you have it. We both have pit covering. Let us know what you got at H2P Show. And, of course, go Navy, beat Notre Dame. Right, Vince? Yeah, yeah. That you want to talk about something wild that could happen this weekend. That might be it. Oh man. On a bad navy year too. That would be fun yeah. to watch. So be on the lookout for some bizarre ass college football this weekend. Most importantly, seeing Pitt get back on track. Vince. Tough show to do. Knew that this might be the case even after ending last week's show full of optimism because well, we are the Pittsburgh Panthers. But here we are. But the good thing is we're used to it. We're moving on. Anything le- else to say that we haven't said yet to leave us with? No, I, I think we about covered it all and hailed a pit. There you go. And also, I do still have hope for Kenny winning the Heisman. All he needs to do, you know, is go out there, throw maybe eight touchdowns against Duke. Maybe go out there, throw maybe six to nine against UNC. It's not impossible. Well, if he beats that undefeated, unstoppable Wake Forest team in the ACC championship game, everybody's going to be saying, wow, nobody else could do that except him. Where were you when Kenny was the one to beat Wake Forest? What year year are we in? What bizarre-ass ACC are we in? 2021, man. Just keep watching. Here we go. Kenny Pickett's still the big man on campus. He'll get it on track. We'll be back next week to talk about Pitt's victory over Duke and move forward with all of you. Thanks for listening on your favorite podcast platform. Tell your Pitt friends. Tell your Pitt family. We'll see you next week. Hail to Pitt, everybody. Standing here today.